Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And welcome back everybody as we dive further into the world of games. And it's Zelda week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I Well, I mean, every single gaming podcast out there is probably going to be talking about Zelda this week. So we're going to do that too. <laughs> we're, we've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, and we know that this is going to be eating up a lot of time for uh, pretty much everybody that games right now. Uh, it's pretty funny. Like today I went to the a couple of schools for esports, and that's all the kids were talking about is just Zelda and how much they're playing it and how much they love it and all this stuff. And it's just made me want to go back home and play even more because I'm loving every second of it, exploring everything. And I really like hearing everyone else's experience with this game. That has been the most fascinating thing. Like even right now, me and Chris talked about this for about 10 minutes before starting recording, but we've done completely different things, right? And we've we've had crazy different experiences with this. And like the kids that I was talking to have done other things where it's like, yeah, they feel like they've been playing about the same amount of time I have, but they are in a completely different part of the world. They have completely different everything. Like they've experienced this whole other side of this aspect of this game. And there's just so much to it. It's it's really fascinating. But before we dive too far into Tears of the Kingdom specifically, we wanted to just pay homage to Zelda in general, uh, as far as the franchise goes, and maybe talk about some of the earliest memories we have of a Zelda game. Uh, I think it's really funny, actually. Maybe I should pull up the the quote or the message that I got from my stepsister because she had brought up the fact that um, she's going to start playing Zelda, right? And she's so excited about it. She actually saw the post that you put up about the collector's edition, and she said mm. that she started playing Breath of the Wild, uh, Breath of the Wild, all month in anticipation of the release. And she said that her first memories of Zelda are watching me play it. And she wanted to thank me for that, which I think is really funny because my first memories of Zelda are actually watching my father and my uncle play Ocarina of Time. So the, Zelda holds a really interesting place in my family's lives because it's really brought together a bunch of generations and it's made us all gamers and made us all Nintendo fanboys, right? Like it's pretty funny. <laughs> but it started from that. Like my uncle Breck showed my dad uh, Zelda from the early ages. And then when Ocarina of Time came out, my dad played it and we watched. And then whenever, I forgot which one I was playing, I think Skyward Sword, I was playing over at my uncle's house. And my uncle was there helping me out and Sabrina would come over my, and watch me play that. And now she's playing Breath of the Wild. And I told her, well, now it's your turn to pass on the torch to the next family member. <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll just get some kid from down the street to watch me play. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> but like it, it's been an interesting ride because there's Zelda's had come or it's come a long way. Like the game has changed so much, but it still has that core, like that core feeling to it, which I, I think is really fascinating. And I, I don't know. What, what's your first uh, little like, memories of Zelda? What was the first one to really speak to you? Um, I think a big memory of mine, uh, was a link to the past and like, I kind of have something special with good chunk of all the ones I've played, but I feel like a link to the past stands out because it was the first game I bugged my mom to buy for me mm. uh, when I was a kid, um, that I remember, 
you know, like a lot of the games I had originally were my brothers. Um, so, or I rented from Blockbuster, but I remember the first game I bugged my mom was that game because I was hyped up from Nintendo power talking about it. And I was like, I need this game. It looks so cool, you know? And I know that the original Zelda and Zelda two were, you know, on the NES, but at that point I was like, this is the new thing. I like the way this looks and I fell in love with it. Um, I wanted more games like that. And so I went, I remember this was, I think right around the time the N64 was coming out or right before I remember going to fun cool Ant and finding the first two Zeldas for dirt cheap. <laughs> this is back when NES games, you could find Zelda for like, I don't know, 15 bucks, 10 bucks. Was it a nice time? <laughs> yeah. And it was cool because, you know, they're the gold cart. So I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I love it. And uh, it after playing Link to the Past and going to the original Zelda, I was like, this is it. I can see why it was very. I can see why it was held in really high regards for the time. It, you know, was kind of mind blowing, right? It was, I don't say a technical marvel, but, you know, for a console game, it, it was crazy what they did with it and then i never fin. i did i finish no i didn't finish it i came very very close to it and i think i think i lost my copy because i don't have it anymore um mm. same with two two i i hated two i i, I am one of those people, people. Did, right? yeah but the thing is is the people that like it love it mm. and i feel like if i went back to it now after having playing so many like side-scrolling platformers i might like it but i just hated how like attack high attack low was like so different that mm -hmm. i never really understood how to block in it either because in a link uh link to the past it's easy you just have your shield always up and you just bump into it oh my screen flickered that was kind of weird um but yeah i mean and then sorry i'm just gonna spiel on for a little bit yeah uh, yeah go but so when Ocarina Time came out, I was like, I need this game. Because, you know, it it's 3D. Holy crap. Like, I, I need to play this. And uh again, magazines sold me on it. I remember seeing like images of it and I was like, oh my God. And I remember everything about that game was just so crazy to me. Like, you know, Termina Fields, right? Or the farm. Where you mm -hmm. give me Pona, and it's just like the music and the setting. It's just, it was so good. And it was, at that point, it was really unlike anything I had played. Um, I mean, it, it was pretty early level, early 3D in console gaming. Um, so, of course, it's going to be new to me. But mm -hmm. everything about the game, like once you become an adult in that game, I was like, whoa, like what? is this like it was such like a mind-blowing experience for me as a kid because i think i was when did ocarina time come out i'm looking at it right now it came out here in 98 so i was about nine yeah that, that makes sense but uh i remember just like being wow like this is it was so different and i remember the first temple right the the forest temple 
it scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. <laughs> as a kid because I was like, what the heck? And then, you know, you go to the graveyard with the re-deads and the hand and it's like, oh, my God, like that game freaked me out at points. But uh, loved Ocarina of Time. And the Skulltulas were creepy. I didn't like those things. The yeah. Way they, they chitter and like scratch. <laughs> Their little like room. Yeah. Or that house. Oh, that room was always creepy too. But uh, I loved it. And it, you know, I will say this before going on. I never really thought of myself as a huge, huge fan of the Zelda franchise. But after playing Tears of the Kingdom, I realized I'm like, I really am a big fan of it. Like I played almost all the games, but you know, it's, I never, when people ask me like my favorite games, I almost never really bring it up except for one of them, which I'll get to shortly. But, um, I feel like it's kind of a given, right? Yeah. I I feel feel like like most people, I, I don't really think I know anyone that says I absolutely hate the Zelda games. I'm sure there's someone out there, but you know, I don't know. I feel like most of them are so different that you can at least find one you might jive with. And well, I think that I was Mario, right? Like, yeah, it, it has that Mario. core mechanics, but they always do something different. Mm-hmm. You know, when Majora's Mask came out, it I was like, what? Like, at first, I hated that time limit. I was like, I don't like this because I love exploring yeah. in games. I love being able to just see the world and having to do that in a time limit i hated it i did love that you got to make friends with people get masked and then you know over time it was a game i came back to like years later and loved it um and i remember at the time people were pissed about that like i remember like people were like oh i don't like this and just kind of gave up on it which is a bummer because the game's really cool it has such uh, a heartwarming story too, and a sad story at the same time. Like, right? Like, it's yeah. It it has a mix. Um, while we're talking about the pre two thousand, well, I guess that was two thousand, but older. The a Zelda game I've always wanted to play, but I just never get around to is Link's Awakening. Mm, uh, yeah, I want to. I feel like I might as well just play the remake that they did because it's cute. Yeah, but uh, that's one I really want to play, but. My favorite Zelda game, or games, of all time. Skyward Sword. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Is one I feel like a lot of people don't talk about until recently. I feel like more and more people are bringing this up as, like, one of the Zelda games they really enjoyed. But uh, the Oracle games. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. I loved these games. And to this day, I still think, you know, if there's a top ten, yeah, I could actually see myself putting, like, you know, combining both of those games into one placement because they were so cool, right? You had one where you manipulate the seasons to like solve puzzles. The other ones you manipulate time. Like it was so damn cool. And I love that they looked beautiful for the Game Boy Color. You know, like I growing up, I actually really liked my Game Boy, my Game Boy Color or the Color Advance, all of that kind of stuff. So I had to always play them. Um, I th- I kind of I think they were really the last handheld Zelda game that I really played though until a lot later. Because uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the release list right now just to kind of refresh my mind. Like 
time frames because I'm like some of these I'm like really that came out then but uh Wind Waker very special place in my heart uh I thought it was Such cool I wish I wish there were more islands in it you know I think it's an amazing empty game it, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it it's it's yeah. a shame that Nintendo hasn't put it on the Switch I know it was on the Wii U and it it's a bummer that unless someone goes out to get hardware emulated, that there's just no way for a good majority of people to play it because it's so good. And I mean, think about it. For so many years, the Zelda franchise had that tune look thanks to, you know, the DS games and stuff. So, like, not being able to play those games when Zelda or Link had that look is kind of a shame because... Yeah. Wind Waker, I remember when it came out, people crapped on it. Um, they hated the cell shading, but I that was the game that made me fall in love with cell shading. I yeah. absolutely love that art style. Like, it's so, so cool, so different. And it, it's just like a drawing come to life. It's fantastic. And seeing what people can do with cell shading nowadays, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, the. Oh, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, having an actual, like, ghibli game right like with nino kuni and stuff like that it's so rad oh. yeah, or even but... like hi-fi rush with how oh, yeah. like high def it looks it's like mm. wow like cell shading has come a long way and the nice thing about cell shading is that it doesn't ever look dated no or like okami okami looks dope i love that game yeah it, it's funny that people crap on it yet it's kind of timeless the way it looks compared to other games. Cause that came out in 2003 out here. And I can think of a lot of other games that came out that around that time that have not aged well. Yeah. Look wise. Uh, and pretty much every game that tried to go for a realistic look back then. Not so much. <laughs> like, well, like, around look at that the old, time, like uh, Deus Ex games. Like, Ooh. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was that video circulating of Link fighting Ganon. And I remember seeing that video circulating, like, I feel like it was an E3 or somewhere. And everyone's like, oh, my God, look how realistic it looks. Like, I remember my friends and I were losing our shits over it. And then Wind Waker came out, which I think for a lot of people, that's why they were disappointed. Because Nintendo was making it seem like that... Mm more realistic approach was the next game right right and we wouldn't really see that look until twilight princess but yeah wind waker for me like it's i feel like because that came out i came out when i was 14 yeah i yeah. was more understanding of things so like for me it, it it's more impactful but mm -hmm. Looking at it, like, I never played the Four Swords games. Um, so, when it comes to, well, I guess the Minish Cap was Game Boy Advance. I never played that. Um, when it comes to the DS titles, I only have played Spirit Tracks. I didn't get that far. I do want to play Phantom Hourglass and stuff, but... Minish Cap is good. You'd like it. Yeah, I've heard really good things about it. And I definitely uh, want to revisit Twilight Princess. That's one that I haven't really. Same. Hell, we should do a dive on that sometime. Because that, be that's yeah. a game I really want to play. Because I remember playing quite a bit of it. I feel like I got kind of far into it and I just fell off. But Same. Yeah. 
and it's not that it was bad. I really liked the look a lot. Like I, it, it's funny because when that game came out, I was like, "This is the game. I, this is the Zelda I always wanted, graphic wise." But it just at at the point it came out, like really, it came out in two thousand six. Wow, I was a junior in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. Damn, I, I think the the thing about it though was the Wii controls. I think that like kind of took me out of it. Honestly. See, I played on the GameCube. Uh, okay, yeah, I was on the Wii with the nunchucks, and I was like, eh. it, it wasn't fun, <laughs> honestly. So I would like to play it with just like a regular old controller. Yeah, I think because I played on the GameCube, the controls were normal. I, but I just I feel like I didn't like the dog part, so I was kind of like, I think that's what kind of like deterred me. Plus, that was like the rough year in high school for me so i was kind of like i think i was playing a lot of other stuff at the time yeah uh but other than that skyward sword i played a little bit of it i i think i just didn't care for the setting so i didn't i think i'd be like the first dungeon or two and then i just kind of stopped i i would like to check it out again but at the same time, I feel like, yeah, I'd rather play Twilight Princess. Instead. So this is what I would say about Skyward Sword. A lot of people crap on it, right? I actually enjoyed the game. And hmm. I beat it all the way through, which was actually really fun. And the final battle with Ganon is pretty rad. I Well, looking at it now, it's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look that good anymore. But when, in my memory of it is a lot more epic than what it actually looks like. Because it's the float area, like you're on basically just a pool of water with the reflections of Ganon with his flame hair and all that stuff. And he's all like huge and demoned out, right? I don't know. There's something really cool about the final battle that I enjoyed the aesthetics of it. And I actually had a lot of fun playing it. And I think maybe part of the reason why I enjoyed playing it so much was it was a game that my uncle and me would play together. So like I'd go over to his house every day after work and play a few hours with him. and we just beat it that way together. Right. And it was, it was a nice little experience. So it it was a lot of fun. I, I don't know. It's not, I don't feel like it's as bad as people say it is. It's not great, but it was fun still. I remember the, the controls were cool. How you like swipe the nunchuck and stuff. Yeah. That was trippy to figure out like the actual swiping effects were really weird, but it was, it was pretty cool at first, like after you like actually learned it and then, you know, you hold your nunchuck up to charge it for the Master Sword, and then you just go on a crazy flurry, you know, and it's just, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I did really enjoy that, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'll be that one person that actually likes Skyward Sword, whatever. <laughs> so. It's interesting when you look at the Zelda history, and there always seemed to be one every two years, especially when it came to, like, the 3D ones. Mm-hmm. Um. But between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, I mean, Link Between Worlds was amazing. I Mm -hmm. love that game. I always forget about it, though. I always forget it exists, exists, but it's amazing. If if anybody likes Link to the Past or top-down action, that game was phenomenal. But after that, I mean... I'll make this quick because I feel like now we're just going to get in the tears soon, but Breath of the Wild didn't satiate my 
cravings for Zelda. And I'm pretty sure we'll get into Breath of the Wild together. Uh, yeah. But I want to hear, what about you? Like, I, I feel like we've kind of played all the same ones for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely ones that we, we want to revisit together, right? Like, I think it's funny, we both have the same ones on our list that we've like played it, but we haven't really got too far, but we want to. And mm-hmm. I, regardless of that, like, I... I have very fond memories of every Zelda game. I I, I would say mm-hmm. I'm a huge Zelda fan, despite the fact that I haven't beaten every single one or I've only played some of some of them. And right, like, it's kind of funny. It's the only franchise where I feel like I can play some of it and be like, man, I love it. Right. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though you just don't finish it. And I. I feel like that's how I felt about Breath of the Wild, where I enjoyed it. It was fun. Right. It's a fun game, but I never felt like I had anything driving me along or like kind of pushing the plot a little bit more, which I, I for me, that's what a Zelda game is. Right. Like it's it. there's story, there's plot, there's things that need to be done and there's puzzles and all that stuff. So Breath of the Wild was a very interesting title for me because it kind of took all that away. It, it took away everything that I knew what Zelda was. And I'm not saying that it's not a fantastic game because it's, you know, obviously it's on people's number one game ever lists and all this stuff. And I, you know, I bought Tears of the Kingdom or pre-ordered it myself too, right? So like, it's not like Breath of the Wild is a bad game at all, right? I I think it's a great game. It just never really like grabbed me. I never beat it. I never really cared. Oh, really? Yeah. I never actually beat it. I was just like, eh, whatever. I just stopped after a while. And I like went back and played it a little bit more and then just kind of stopped. I I think the last time I went back into it, I hopped in and I got the house and put some shit in it and then turned it off. And I was like, OK, I'm good. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There was nothing really like it never felt as if I had to continue. Right. Mm. Like, And I feel like as a lover of all things Zelda and Final Fantasy and RPGs and that kind of style of genre. I, like, I feel like I need that slight driving force. Like, sure, I can see Calamity on the map and I know that there's stuff there, right? But it just never felt like I needed to go deal with this or I need, like, there there were points of interest on the map, but, like, even finding the memories wasn't that exciting to me because it was just a glowing spot on the map, right? Like, it just was like, eh, whatever. Let me just take a picture of it. Because it was trying to show off the picture controls and all that, right? Like, which there's always those kind of gimmicks in these games, right? I mean, Skyward Sword had it with the swiping of the nunchuck and all that and charging your blade that way. So there's, there's a, it's kind of a hit and miss for me when it comes to Breath of the Wild. I really enjoyed it, but I felt like I got sidetracked very easily. And it was, it's, it's similar to how, what happened to me with Final Fantasy 15 as well. Where I instantly got sidetracked. I went and just did every side quest and just did a bunch of extra crap on the side. And I think I was like level 90 by the time I was in chapter three. And I was like, okay, I might as well just finish the story now because I'm way overpowered. Right. Like it just, that's kind of what Breath of the Wild feels like to me. It's like, go do everything and then come back to the story. Don't worry. Calamity will wait for you. Right. And it just, it, it never really meshed with me. But, with Tears of the Kingdom right now, I, while it's not a completely different game, it's more of the same, 
but they added in some bits and pieces there that really make it interesting to explore the story, to get uh, explore the world and get more. I feel like there's more story baked into this one, which I really enjoy. Like the the dragon tears and like basically taking the Nazca lines, which people don't know about the Nazca lines, but you're playing Tears of the Kingdom. Look up Nazca lines. They're rad. It's so cool. It's a uh, Peruvian drawings in the in the ground. And these things are massive. And it's what Tears of the Kingdom pulled it from, which when mm. I first saw that, I was so like I fell in love instantly with the the way the dragon tears work and seeing the giant etchings in the world itself because if you look at the actual nazca lines they are gorgeous and they're so detailed and so amazing to look at and you will not be able to tell what it is from the surface the only way you can actually see the full image is by going up in the air like you do with sky in tears of the kingdom right which you get the full image of it all but then you start thinking how the hell did these people make this stuff right but this is real life things and then when it comes to like the architecture of the shrines um, and all that, like there's a lot of nods to Mayan and Aztec culture with the, and I just, I'm loving looking at all that kind of stuff and it's really keeping me into it. And I feel like there's more story beats strewn out across the world that keep me going, that remind me I need to continue doing this, right? And I know that there's a lot of stuff like, from what it sounds like, I've focused a little bit more on the story side of it than you have, like because I've done a yeah. couple more or temples and all that. And but so like you can go and play that route and go and just explore the world and just kind of have fun and do whatever you want, or you can play it like I am as well and kind of look for those story beats. So each one of those story beats is like my my beacon, my icon that I'm just going towards. Like if I end up flying up in the air real quick and I see one of these uh, these drawings on the in the earth, well, I'm going there, right? So they can get the next bit of story and then figure out where to go from there, right? Like it's it's kind of nice because it's leading me along the right path, and it's actually leading me to the actual temples and shrines and everything like that. So it's 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 a nice bridge that I think these these little dragon tears drawings are. It's probably one of my favorite things in Tears of the Kingdom is the dragon's tears and these drawings. So cool. I didn't know they were um they were like real like that. That's cool. I, I've seen images of like uh stuff like painted on the ground like that, but I never like oh, kind of connected you gotta, that. You gotta see it, man. It's so amazing. They it is one hundred percent the nazca lines without a doubt and they have like oh wow giant birds giant spiders ants monkeys animals all the stuff but they are so big that whenever you're standing on them you have no idea what you're standing on and a lot of people for years would be there and never knew that existed it wasn't until they went over it with with uh airplanes and helicopters and like the invention of flight that we started noticing these things and being like, oh, wow. Like, so you, you just don't know that that's there. So it's like, how the hell do they make this stuff, right? It's, it's kind of amazing. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel like, for me, you, you kind of hit a lot of points. But with Breath of the Wild, I I was very excited to play it. And for me, it 
I think because I was one of those people that was like, this is so different from other Zeldas. I don't know if I'm going to like it. And I was already in a pretty big open world kind of slump. I don't know. I, I feel like I was sick of them at that point because there was a bunch of game like that was a big focus uh, around that time it came out in games. So I was just kind of burnt out on them already. So when I played it, I'm like, uh, it's there was story there, but like you said, it was kind of like hidden yeah. to an extent, uh, especially comparing it to Tears of the Kingdom where you're just kind of thrown into the story pretty, pretty extensively. And I feel like the memories in Breath of the Wild never really showed you that much, whereas the Dragon Tears and Tears of the Kingdom, they show you quite a bit. Uh, I, I'm not going to mention any of them, but I have more than half and it's really fascinating the story they tell in this game and i love it like it's it's so different and you know i was reading that from here on this is gonna be the template for zelda games uh they're not gonna go back to the old school style which you know there's for a long time i was that person that was like I don't like this new format. Give me the old style. But really, when you look back at a lot of Zelda games, a lot of them are very different. You know, like, think about how Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were basically the same game to an extent, just remapped, reskinned. Mm-hmm. And then the jump to Wind Waker was just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it was very, it was different. And I mean, granted, the core mechanics were still there. But it was pretty different. And then Twilight Princess was more of the old style. Skyward Sword was kind of that like mix of different things. And then Breath of the Wild just did something different. But this game, I feel like it refined Breath of the Wild. And yeah, it does feel like more Breath of the Wild. But the the spells in this actually feel useful. I feel like in Breath of the Wild, the only spell I miss is the bomb mm. because it's kind of annoying having to break rocks in this game. But yeah, or to just use your bomb plants like consistently. I feel like yeah. inventory management is a little trickier in this one because there's a lot of just kind of messing around with stuff to figure out what it does, which is cool yeah. and everything. But I don't feel like they give you enough bomb plants for how much shit you have to break. They they don't. And like having to make a boulder weapon all the time. Like it's nice because they usually put like a rock next to those so you can just like. And there's always like a there always seems to be a rusty claymore buried in the rocks. Like they know, hey, this thing's going to break halfway through. So here's a rusty claymore. Here's a rock. Go have fun. Yeah. And. You know, it's I feel like they expanded on Breath of the Wild perfectly. You know, there's. It, if using the same map as before, but being able to focus more on the mechanics and gameplay were like the main focus, aside from having to create a whole new world, like I'm happy with that. You know, a lot of people complain that it does feel like the same game and that, you know, it, it makes sense, but it kind of needs that, you though, right? Because it's, it's the same world. It's it's the first. Is this the first time that we've had a part two of a Zelda game? 
Uh, Majoro's mask is considered right after because he it mm. basically in Majoro's mask he goes to the Lost Woods and meets the Skull Kid, so it's supposed to be like after. Got but it. it was mostly vows implied. I feel like most people in like that region didn't know who you were, so like it didn't really feel like a sequel, but it was kind of like. I think some of the Zeldas are connected. Um, yeah, I know. I know that there's like a lot of theories of connection between the games, which but not as there. connected as this, right? Where it actually showed passing of time with the characters that we had from Breath of the Wild to now, or even the fact, like, come on, how cool is it that Link's hair was actually longer in this one in the beginning, and all mm-hmm. shaggy and stuff? That kind of threw me off. I was like, oh crap, they actually made Link older. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. To show the passing of time, which is really cool. Obviously, you get a headdress and all that stuff or a headpiece that will just change that right away. But it is really cool that that's an option, right? That that's something that they did and they included into. And it's the first time I feel like they've done that. Usually Link has the very same look. And, you know, he looks very similar in this one. But your starting outfit is very different in this one, right? With the rags and all that and the shaggy hair. And just, I, I don't know, there, it's nice to see that passing of time there, which is pretty cool. And just to yeah. have everyone so, like it, like you said, they, they know you, right? Or even seeing, like, uh, you haven't been there yet, but with, like, Aruda and Riju, like, seeing how Riju has grown up is actually really hmm. awesome. And seeing her become, like, this amazing fighter and, like, this guardian for the Gerudo, I'm like, that's fucking cool. I, I like this a lot, right? We're going to the Zora domain and seeing Sidon and again and seeing how happy he is to see his old friend, right? Like there, there's just something about that that just makes it really nice. And it just it makes you want to play more and more, right? Like that connection to the world. Yeah, it. Everyone knowing who you are feels good, and it. You know, there's a lot of things in this that I was worried when this game was coming out, I talked about it with multiple people and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this because I was worried, you know, Uh, because I did beat Breath of the Wild, but I I felt like I kind of pushed myself to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it, but I didn't really like it a, a whole lot. So when I played this, I was like, the shrines are fun. Like I, Almost every shrine I find, I end up doing it right then and there rather yeah. than coming back to it. Just because the spells are cool. Like, rewind is awesome. I love building stuff. I feel like because my battery level is still pretty low, I can't do anything crazy. But I'm, like, still finding new parts to add. And it's just, it's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some of the crazy stuff people have built online. I'm just like, I can't wait to get to the point where I can actually do that and like it'll last longer than a second. Yeah. But it, yeah, I definitely have taken a detour and I did the first, uh, dungeon, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The and wind temple, right? Yeah. So I did the first one, the kind of the one they tell you to go to, yeah. uh, first. And then I wanted to unlock the whole map. So I did that. Um, done a bunch of shrines i think i'm at 40 shrines now and uh i've done quite a bit of the seeds and i've gotten you know i've I've gotten 
the sword mm-hmm. and I gotten uh his Hylian shield, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So like I, I have some decent stuff. Um and I just been doing a lot of those tiers where it kind of expands the backstory. I'm working on going to the next dungeon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm like I thought it was gonna kind of mainline the story, but I'm just enjoying everything about this. Uh it's cool how the villages are in this. I feel like they went a step in the right direction with them. I trying to think. There was one one thing thing I want to say that I I think you'll agree with me on this is thank God for these bosses. (laughs) These bosses are actually cool. And it feels like actual Zelda again. Right? Like the Calamity bosses, I just couldn't really get behind. The 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 water blight and thunder blight, right? Like it just I don't know. I I did like I did three of the temp or the like the blight bosses in Breath of the Wild and I just was like kind of over it. But like this one, they actually feel like real Zelda bosses again, which is really awesome. Right. Like it's it's the cheesy thing, right, where they have a weakness and you exploit that weakness and you go for it. But it that's part of the fun of a Zelda battle or a Zelda boss battle is that it's actually a big puzzle. That's what these games are, what these bosses have always been in the past, at least. Right. And you just got to figure out the best way to approach it. And that's exactly what this is again. And it's actually really cool. And the I will say the one in the lightning temple, I did really like that fight a lot. That was actually really cool. And it was it was a little tricky. Right. There's a lot of ads that kind of show up, but it was a cool fight and it was a cool setting for the fight as well. Like it's in a giant pyramid that's like totally it's a it's an Aztec pyramid, 100 percent, right? Like that, it is what it is. It just and it's super cool to see that. But the the fight there was really interesting, and I, I did like the Wind Temple's uh, boss fight as well with the being able like just flying through the air and using the slow down time for your bows and everything. It's just really cool. Some nice stuff there, actually. Yeah, it the bosses in this game do feel good. I like them a lot so far. Um, even though I've only done that one, I some of the world bosses have been very entertaining. Uh, that mm-hmm. you know, when you're running around the world, you'll see something big, and you'll be like, "Oh, like." For me, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to avoid that now after a few missteps. But yeah, it's surprising how I feel like they did mix a lot of the old in with the new, and. I was kind of looking at like, okay, what are some things people like don't like about this game, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm I'm curious because I'm one of those people that like, like I mentioned earlier, I hated Breath of the Wild or didn't like it, and I love this. And I know there was a lot of other people that had that same sentiment, right? And a lot of a lot of the reasons like are valid, you know. I feel like a lot of people are complaining about the graphics, and I'm just like. It's what, what are they complaining about? Like, oh, well, how the distance, and it's just like, well, you can't expect a Switch a game Switch. to look amazing, <laughs> yeah, when it's, you know, the distance. And you know, a lot of people bring it up like, oh, it's like PlayStation 2 graphics, stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, the PlayStation 2 games look for the most part really amazing, too. But I mean, the thing is, is that 
back then they were trying to push the graphic, um, you know, level. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's like Nintendo knows what they're doing with their limitations and the amount of stuff that you can put on the screen and do in this game. To me, it makes sense why it might not be the most high def. The only complaint I have is that, yes, at times it is a little too bright. Mm. But for me, the the room with the TV has a window facing it. So, I mean, when it's the sun's out, I mean, it kind of works perfectly because I don't have to worry about seeing a stupid window on my screen. Or but, um, uh, here's a little trick I learned, too. If you hold down the home button on your Joy-Con, uh, that'll actually pop up the settings for brightness real quick. And you can just change it right there on the fly. Did not know that you don't have to go all the way to settings and do all that stuff. You can just hold down the home button. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, that works in handheld. But when I'm on the TV, I'm like, oh. Oh. I don't think like, I've ever. Yeah. I, I like never play my switch on the TV. <laughs> I've only played in handheld. It, I feel it. Yeah, normally I, I avoid handheld mode. Uh, but with this game, I'm doing a lot more just because it's easier to kind of like watch the baby and watch TV while I'm playing. And uh, yeah, I'm like still really surprised by this game because I feel like every time I boot it up, I learned something new. Mm-hmm. And I realized with this game, like I have to make like a goal list for the day. Right. So for me, I'm like, OK, what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to try and get five shrines done or I'm going to unlock all the sky towers for this one side of the map and sticking to kind of like some little goals for the day kind of really helps like progress the non story stuff. I feel like for me, and I feel Mm -hmm. like that's kind of how I've been able to get a lot of the side stuff done because it's in a crazy amount of side stuff in this game. And I know that there's still more out there. I've been, pretty much avoiding anything that kind of tell me about the game unless it's like um, in regards to like building or like if there's a certain item I wanted from the last game in this I was like oh where do I get it you know like it it's cool you know I I think after playing Elden Ring I was kind of having a hunger for this kind of game but I just never really found it since then. And this game has been scratching that itch uh, in a more simplified way, you know, but this is cool. You know, I, I'm happy to have a game that makes me excited to play it where I'm at work and I'm like, I just want to play, you know, I haven't, I get that feeling from, quite a few indie titles recently where I'm like, when I I'm done for the day, you know, the next day at work, I'm like thinking about like, Oh, I kind of want to just finish that game already. You know, I want to experience it. But when it comes to a non indie title, I haven't really felt that since Elden Ring. So like a year ago Mm -hmm. and this game is giving me that like, Oh, I just want to play it. I want to see more. And it feels good. You know, it makes me, even more passionate about playing games. And I feel like this year I've been more passionate about games than I have been in years. You know, I feel like this year has been so strong with games, maybe not the AAA games. Like we notice a lot of them come out broken, Mm -hmm. but 
this has been a great year for games, especially in the indie indie scene. And I feel like with this, I'm just like, damn, like I, I, I feel like at this point I will be able to beat it before final fantasy 16, thankfully. But, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully I'm loving it. You know, like I, I'm excited for final fantasy. Don't get me wrong, but this game, like it's, it's cool. You know, it, it has sucked me in enough where I want to do side stuff. And I think with Breath of the Wild, I basically just mainlined it. Because fir- when I first played it, I was like, I need to do this, I need to do this. And then I got overwhelmed. And I just stuck to the main story and finished it. Whereas this game, it's like, oh, I got my one. I did a little bit of the story. Well, let's let's go discover this. And I feel like, I'm playing it the way a lot of other people play it that like the game. And I think that's making me like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's something different about this title that it, it makes me have a newfound love for the franchise. And it makes me, like we were saying, kind of want to play the older, some of the older titles that I never finished. But I'm also just kind of excited for the next game. You know, I think. Like, if it's gonna be in the same map again, I don't, I don't know if they're gonna, they would do it a third time. I feel like the next one, they'd have to do a different map, but it would still have that open setting. And I think that's something that I've come to realize, like, the open world aspect of it works so perfectly now that I look at it compared to the last title. Mm-hmm. Because every other Zelda game was pretty linear. It was always closed off. Right. But if every Zelda game after this is going to be, you know, some people are coining it like an immersive sandbox game. And I can see it. I don't I don't know if I'm in that camp of people calling it an immersive sim just because I really enjoy immersive sims. And they're a little more in-depth than this game is in a lot of ways, but this is definitely an immersive sandbox, and I I want to see what they do next. You know, is the next one going to be, like, a darker tone of it, like, say, Majora's Mask, or what are they going to do? You know, That would be pretty rad if they if they bring back the darkness of the older Zeldas. I, be pretty yeah, awesome. I mean, I get that they're doing this to be more, like, open to everybody. You know, when Majora's Mask came out, I feel like it was kind of dark. I mean, Ocarina Time was really dark once you became an adult. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when you look at a lot of Zelda games since Twilight Princess, they've always been more on the lighter side. Right. So I'm wondering, like, are they just going to kind of keep this going? But, I mean, I'm pretty sure by the time we get the next Zelda, the new hardware will be out. Because... There were those rumors that the next Nintendo console would be, you know, late 2024. Right. So by then we'll probably have not a new Zelda, but we'll at least probably have like a trailer or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm still excited for this game. I'm I, I, what I'm most excited about is recording and we'll play. Yeah, me too, actually. But <laughs> what I'm interested in is what happens to link's arm right we haven't talked about that at all really because you know it's kind of spoilery but it's the in the beginning of the game first five minutes yeah but like he gets an arm transplant basically 
right? Mm-hmm. And because his, his arm is too damaged. So he literally has King Raru's arm, which is crazy. But does he get to keep it? Or is that going to be something trippy later on where like that kind of disappears and then like has like a robot arm or something, right? I don't know. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Like, I, I it is really cool. Like, I, I actually really like the arm. I think it's cool. And I think it, uh, one thing I will say is I think it kind of nods to the stories that are there that there's a lot of statues, obviously, in the shrines and everything of uh, what is King Raru's race again? Zonai? Zonai, yeah. Where it's, I mean, it's obviously a statue of um, King Raru and Sonia, the first king and queen of Hyrule. Mm-hmm which is a Zonai and a, um, <clears throat> a Hylian, right? Like coming yeah. together. So I'm wondering like if that is now being recreated with Link having a Zonai arm. And now like maybe are we going to have that bonding moment between Link and Zelda finally that a lot of people were want <laughs> or it would be interesting it to actually see after all these years, right? Or... Is he going to just lose it and have like a different kind of prosthetic, which would be really trippy. And it would be cool if they did an update to some skins on Smash Brothers, too, because if we can have Ganon looking like that, that would be dope. Yeah, this this model of Ganon is freaking cool looking like I I was always a fan of the Ocarina time look just because i mean that's kind of the one everyone thinks about like not not ganon the big dude but like the regular human looking one yeah and i hated the way he looked in breath of the wild the the phantom ganon or whatever yeah it was kind of weird same with wind waker i thought he looked kind of cheesy in wind waker oh uh, i actually the, like the fight I was actually cool. like that wind waker ganon i like the fact that you stab him in the head yeah i i think the fight and that one was the most entertaining because I just always want a Ganon fight with a sword, right? Mm, because ever yeah. since that stupid trailer that we never got the game for, that realistic one, you see them having a sword fight. And I'm like, oh, I want to play that. And I think Twilight Princess, you do, because I feel like I've seen videos of that. But I think so. And I, then Skyward never... Sword has that sword fight that you would want. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm hoping this game has it. I... I've been really, even though I haven't been on a media like blackout when it comes to this kind of stuff, I haven't been spoiled, which is kind of nice. Uh, yeah. Obviously, there's some things that I have found out that I was like, well, it, it's not like it's a, a, a deal breaker for me, but I was like, oh, hmm. but nothing story related. It's more so like discovering stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how, you know, Ganon fight will be, but like, I love the way the characters look in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised if this game creates more furries just because <laughs> how fit are some of these creatures? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, damn, dude. Like, Nintendo just want, wants to make everyone bangable in this game. That's true. It's very true, honestly. Like, the Zonai, the Zora. The yeah, everything. Freaking Ganon. Ganon. Like, what the the, heck? Like, what's it called? The 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 bird Raru. people. What are they called? The, the bird people. Yeah. yeah. Raru's all like fit. He's got like those like like the hips with like the V line. Like I'm just like, what <laughs> yeah. are they doing? Yeah. Everyone's jacked in this world. <laughs> and the Garudas are all like. Well, the Garudas have always been kind of like 
Dude, the barely Garudas, dressed, but like, I'm like, when you're there, there's some, uh, there's one character in particular. I forgot her name. They zoom in on her thighs like <laughs> twice because her thighs <laughs> are bigger than fucking Link. <laughs> like <laughs> they're just massive. <laughs> it's so oh funny. my god! Yeah, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I love that. It's super funny. Like everyone there is just super ripped and yoked, and then all of a sudden, just like thighs for days, just huge. It's really funny. <laughs> You'll get a lot yeah, of that I, one. It, and, you know, there's so many outfits in this game, too, where it's like, it's just, it's cool. You know, I, one thing I realized with this game that I feel like I didn't realize it when I played Breath of the Wild, and this was a big thing I, I hated about Breath of the Wild. I know a lot of other people didn't like it either, was the weapon durability. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I don't want to say fusing kind of fixed that problem in this game. Because it, it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. You know, it just basically yeah. gives you two weapons on one with a durability. But it, a thing I respect is it makes me try different weapons. It makes me do different play styles. Whereas if I just had a weapon that didn't break, mm-hmm. I would probably always just be using whatever was the next strong one and never really experiment. In this game, I'm usually trying to burn through my weaker weapons first. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, now that I got the special sword, I I'm primarily use that. I mean, it does have a cooldown, you know, like the last game. Right. But uh, it's I I love using spears in this game. Like I feel like spears are actually my go to, just because I love like how they work and. Mm. It it's cool, you know, daisy chaining weapons together is really interesting. Putting minecart on your shield and rail grinding with that is freaking awesome too. Like there's so many different things that are available, which is crazy. Yeah, and it it's fascinating. Like, I don't know. I I would love to say I want to see more games like this. I know a lot of people always bring up Nuts and Bolts, uh, the Banjo-Kazooie game, because mm, right. it did kind of the, the vehicle building. I feel like it's weird because that game came out when I was like into games, but I feel like I just never touched it. I mean, I kind of want to play it now, but uh, a lot a lot of this to me reminds me of Gary's mod, and I feel like that's kind of why I'm jiving with this game, because it's just making dumb stuff right uh, yeah i love this game yeah it's it's amazing amazing title for sure all right well that's gonna do it for us this week thank you guys so much for listening in as we chat about zelda which i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people talking about this for quite some time and i would not be surprised if this does not end up as you know the number one game once again it already has perfect ratings on multiple sites and all that stuff. It's crazy. But <laughs> if you're not playing it yet, go play it because it's fun. <laughs> if it if Breath of the Wild didn't really like speak to you, this one will. Like it, it's a lot. It, it's the same but different at the same time. It's it's amazing stuff. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now. <laughs>